We are back, but don't call it a comeback. Uh, thank you for your patience. Um, it's been a wild last couple of months uh, with work. Things get busy. Life happens. But we are back with episode 28, all the way from colorful Colorado, Taylor Oshel. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. Going good. Um, went to a, a Detroit Tigers game last night, so got my liquid IV today. There you go. So one of one of those nights. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So we have. Well, first off, you have been like a day one. Like since this podcast launched, like. You're sharing everything like you're like <laughs> pumping the podcast. You're like, yo, check this out. So first off, thank you. Yeah. Uh, don't know why it's taken 28 episodes to get you on here, but I'm glad to have you on. Um, tell everyone who you are, where you're from, what you do. Who is Taylor? Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm from Colorado. <laughs> uh, you know work and go to shows and try to just spend time with my family. I yeah. think it's pretty simple. Yesterday yeah. we went up to Rocky Mountain National Park and snuck in through a back entrance so we don't have to pay the fee and hiked <laughs> around to like eight miles and we came home and watched Hocus Pocus 2, bro. I'm a fucking nerd. Dude, Love I watched Hocus Pocus 2 uh, with my girlfriend on Friday. Um, and I got to say, it felt pretty like Disney, I, I realize it's Disney, but it felt like really Disney, like showish to me, like with like how people were reacting and stuff. I was like, are we watching like Zoe 101 right now? I was like, what's <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like way too animated for me. Did you like it? I liked it. I just love Bette Midler crushes it every time. She like, did. The sisters were great. It was definitely corny. There's cheesy Disney things in there. It didn't yeah. have that 93 vibe, which I loved. <laughs> Like there's no dude with ice like shaved in the back of his head in there. Right. But yeah, just like the songs and the comments and stuff were hilarious. Yeah. 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 And dude, and it's funny because like, and I'm sure you're the same way. Like if I would have been watching this, like if my 18 year old self would be watching me right now, and it's like, that's, you did what this weekend? You watched Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2? And like, it's like, well, who am I? You know? But it's, I guess it's part of growing up, you know? I guess, yeah. Um, so when and where, let's back up. How old are you? 37. 37. Okay, so we're close to the same age. Close-ish. Um, when and where did you first discover fish? Oh, just like everybody else my age. on Napster covering gin and juice. <laughs> <laughs> it got everyone, man. <laughs> The Everyone. gourds. It's exactly where I discovered fish. And then it turned into uh, Live One. And that album just kind of sucked my soul away. A live one? Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's a really good starting off point. Because, you know, one of the questions I ask on here is like, what would you play for someone that's never heard fish? And like that, I forget who gave that answer, actually. Someone did. But that's like a perfect place to start. Like, that's great. So what was your favorite off of that? Um, 
The tweezer's fantastic. I love Stash. Like, the opening riffs in Stash are just some of my favorite music of all time. Yeah. But uh, as corny as it is, I remember just loving the yim on that album with my buddies. Why is and that corny? The vocal jam comes on, and we would just, like, dance around to the vocal jam. And that's when, like, sea walking was all big, so we're trying to sea walk <laughs> to the vocal jam and shit in high school. Like, just... There's stuff. smoking swisher sweet blunts of swag, just acting like idiots. Like it was the funnest thing in the world. <laughs> and it's, I can see that happening, dude. It's like if someone were to walk in on you doing that, like you're smoking swag weed, <laughs> see walking to four middle aged dudes going, yeah. <laughs> the dumbest stuff in the world. Just smiles on her face, ear to ear, having fun. Like, I don't know. After that, I think that song did not leave my car for like the next two months. Or that album didn't leave my car for the next two months. Yeah. It's just on repeat. Yeah. That's how it was with me, with me and um, the Brooklyn 03 or 04 disc. Yeah. Um, after I heard the uh, free on that, it was just like, let's go. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is, this is on repeat for years. So in in high school are you like are you like a your only person in high school that's like into fish or do you have like a little group that's like oh, into it so at the same time i played soccer in high school and all the guys in the soccer team were a bunch of hippies so it was all grateful dead stuff and gotcha. then i had a few people on this podcast like kyle and garrett who were all close buddies of mine mm -hmm. so that's who i was all hanging out with and fish and grateful dad just like slowly slowly took over like before that it was like chronic 2001 and all rap a lot of nelly and that stuff and then 90s yeah. grunge music yes and then it just transitioned into fish and by the time i got to college i wasn't listening to anything on the radio it was all like fish and cheese and whatever other jam band i'm going to see that weekend mo <laughs> yeah. yeah lots of mo a lot of um all that yeah. stuff yeah yeah and it's funny how it kind of like takes over you know it's like you start with i guess an eclectic you know taste of like oh yeah. listen to this listen to that and then it feels like at some point in everyone's fish journey it's like nothing but fish for like it could be six months, it could be six years, <laughs> but there's oh, was, a period of all of our times where it's just like, that's it. Tunnel vision, completely, yeah. all through college, like nothing else. It's funny, I talked to my wife, who is not a fish fan at all. And she's like, you don't know this song, you don't know this song, and she graduated a couple of years after me. She's like, where were you? What were you listening to? And I was like, I was listening to Fish and Cheese. I was spending <laughs> yeah. my summer traveling around. Like, yeah. Right down to my nipples, was acting like an ass, just having the best time of my life. Yeah, no, I've never heard this song. No, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's like, and it's like a super popular song. Oh, it's yeah. like Ti, you know, yeah. just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do miss. I mean, it comes with the territory. You're gonna miss out on some mainstream stuff whenever you're. Yeah, but there's just so much to listen to. Like you're, you could start right now and listen to every show in circulation, but you're, it's just you're you're never gonna hear every show you're never going to hear every version of the song like you're it's just no. it's too much and it's also like so mood dependent i think like um mm -hmm. 
One of my all-time favorite shows is the Rosemont, Illinois from February 20th in 2003. And it's just top to bottom, a fantastic show. Set two is like Tweezer, Punch You in the Eye, Fast Enough for You, Seven Below, Pebbles and Marbles. That's set two. And so it's just like Planet Boogie the whole time. Planet Boogie. I love that term. But the I'm going to steal that. What was the first set? <laughs> Were a Jaboo, which was like 18 minutes or 20 minutes. And then um, just before that, a Simple that was like 20 minutes. So you're just like on a wave. And then it's the second set and it just does not end. And the playing is so crisp. And it's just like today, I've listened to that show a billion times. And Seven Below is always my favorite one on there. It's like Ragey Bliss. It's just beautiful. What's the date again on that? I want to make a note. It's uh, 2.20.03. Cool. This morning I went to the gym and had on that tweezer, and the tweezer just goes into this like dark, like slow build, spacey stuff for a long time. And I think it was like it's like cloudy and rainy in Colorado today, and I was way more into that than I was the Seven Below today for some reason. Hmm. So, like you said, you can go through the catalog and start from the beginning. You'll never hear it all, and then the second time or third time or eighth time you hear it. It's going to be completely different depending on where your life is and what's going on. And like to your point, even the weather outside, I mean, it's all, and that's what I I love. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast yet, but I call those like movie moments. Yeah. And like, you like, I always go back to like, whenever you're like your kid, like riding in the car with your parents and you know, like you're looking out the window and that the song comes on and it's perfect with like, the weather and everything and you just feel like you're in a movie like looking out the window you know those little moments where you know whether it's the seven below or the tweezer in the gym and it's cloudy or rainy or it's sunny and you hear the bliss it's like those moments like when it locks in you're just like yeah. Dude, this is perfect right now you're just gone it just takes you away it's the best thing in the world i know and it's hard to describe too without <laughs> sounding crazy <laughs> No, yeah, you just you know when it hits, and everyone's yeah. had that song with what or that moment with I don't know whatever music you like, but when it hits, it hits on a, another level. Yeah, like full goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. I love that. Um, when was your first show? Like, when did you dive in? Did you go solo? Did you go with a group of your homies? So my first show was two thousand four Alpine Valley. Nice. And I had a bunch of friends that were there and they went to Deer Creek the weekend before or whatever. And so to backtrack a little bit, in high school, my mom was the photography teacher that everybody knew. Oh, at school? Yeah. Everybody loved her to death. And so we had like Napster downloaded on her computer in the photography room. (laughs) Nice. So you like skip class and go hang out in the photography room with my mom. Just listen to music music and like hang out. And she knew all my friends. It was a blast. And so it was actually my mom and I that drove up from Oklahoma City to go to your mom. Yeah. Wicked. Alpine Valley in 2004 with all my friends. And they all like took care of her. And like she was enjoying herself. Loved it. And that's cool. It was a great just moment in time. It was something I'll never forget just to like have that experience with her. Yeah. And then all my best friends were there. Night two was kind of whack, but night one was just fantastic. And how old are you at this time? You're um, 20, 20, 19, right around 20. there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. I still like, 
I've wanted to, and I guess I missed that opportunity whenever the fish came to Oklahoma City. But like, I want to like go to a show with, you know, one or both of my parents. Like, I want yeah. to have that experience. That's cool that that was your first. So I'm assuming that was your mom's first show too. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, yeah. her first cool. moment. But yeah, it was it was a great moment. That's awesome, dude. Alpine 04. And then so after that, um, we're getting into like college, right? Yeah. How how far after that were you like, okay, this is where all of my expendable income is so, going? Yeah, that was that started happening. So I want to say that really took off in 2003 when I went to Cheese and New Year's for three nights. Oh, so before yeah that's when the jam band stuff like really took off fish was harder to act like wasn't as accessible when you're being from the midwest as stream cheese incident was right and so it was just show show shows and then um probably from 03 to about 07 08 all summer long was just where can i go what can we go see and what's close by during each semester of college right yeah yeah so on average, because I did, I did like the math, mm-hmm. which I'm not very good at. Um, but since I've been seeing fish, on average, I hit about six shows per tour. I guess. Yeah. Um, what would you would you say that you're higher than that, lower than that? Just kind of hitting it where it comes, or are you like, have you ever done a full tour? I guess that's no, a better question. No. I'm definitely I haven't either because. Coventry happened in 04. And then I think around the 04, 05 through about 07 was when I was going to shows all the time. So it was more string cheese incident and unfreeze during that time. Right. And then I didn't do pretty much anything from, I'm going to say like end of 07, 08 until like 2015. I had a hiatus sponsored by Purdue Pharma, if you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> and so I only caught two shows during that time. It was the Oklahoma City show with Fish and then one in Chicago at uh, UIC. Gotcha. So from that, and that was about it. And at UIC or Oklahoma City, I didn't even hang out with my friends. Like it was just, I was so, on a different planet. Yeah, it was weird shit. Gotcha. And then 2013, I got sober, moved out to Colorado and just like started rebuilding my life. I remember I went back to like uh, my first fish show was Dick's in 15 and still sober at this point. And it was just like clicked. Yeah. Nothing had went away. Love was still there. Just like completely everything embraced. Like this is who I am. It's part of me. No matter what's going on in my life, this will always be a part of who I am and a part of my life. Yeah. And that was a pretty magical moment. Um, and since then, you know, I've gotten married, work, all that stuff. So being in Colorado, I generally just do dicks every year and do that run. And then the only other show I've caught outside of dicks since then was my bachelor party in 2018. And we went to Austin, Texas. So I remember we're in a group chat. Yeah. One of the hundred group chats. Yeah. That I'm in. <laughs> um, I was briefly reading because like with these group chats, you know, it's like, one of them will pop off and there'll be like 80 messages. So the, the one that I'm in with you and Leonard, you know, you guys were 
going off and I like kind of scrolled, you know, and was like checking in and being like, okay, because this is when we were trying to like schedule this. And so I was like making sure I wasn't missing anything of like dates or whatever. And I come across this, what you mentioned, like you had this iconic bachelor party. So let's talk, let's go into that real quick because it involves fish, correct? Okay, so set the scene. Where are we at? What time frame are we in? It was uh, 2018, the end of July. And it was pretty perfect just because everybody's like in their 30s now. And we got a giant house on Lake Austin connected to Lake Travis. And the first night we get there, we go hang out on 6th Street, been to Austin, you know what that's like. It's just yep. a crazy party, a mess. running around, being idiots, having a blast. Day two, we it's been up for, I don't know, went to bed maybe around 4 a.m. that night. Got up, got to the boat at like 8 a.m., spent the entire day on the lake, tubing and wakeboarding and just drinking and having a blast. That night, went to some fancy dinner, steakhouse, like overlooking Lake Travis up on a hill, watching the sunset, this glass, steak dinner, all that stuff. Um, Day three was, we just walked around Austin, enjoyed the city, like went and walked around UT campus, Texas sucks. Um, (laughs) And then that night we did a typical bachelor party stuff. Uh, Went to this place called the Yellow Rose. Some funny things happened to my friends there. And then closing ceremonies for the bachelor party. We're all like just spent at this point. It's three days of dudes in their 30s just like going hard like they did back in their lottery. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to go to fish and it was just like the perfect setting. Fish in Austin. And the show was like, it was a good show. It wasn't like nothing to write home about. Unless you were in my friend group and had spent that weekend there. That show is just magical. And the everything's right from that show is stellar. It's like the ER before they added the na 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 nonsense to uh-huh. it. And so feels pretty that real quick. That na 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 doesn't that feel like pretty beetleish to you? It feels beetleish, and it also reminds me of um, what's that cheese song? Um, Joyful na-na-na. sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like eh, we can we can lose this fish. We don't <laughs> yeah. This okay, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to. Put yeah. That yeah. So. It was just a blast that night. And then it was cool because it's like not in your 20s when you're camping or like people are sleeping on the floor in a hotel. We have a giant house. We all have money. Like things are efficient. Things are going well. Nobody's stressing about everything. So like as far as a trip goes to my buddies and going to see fish, that was probably the most fun I've ever had in a sequence of events in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, is that your car go- alarm going off? No, I got this window open. Let me go close this window. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's like somebody's car is getting broken into right now. Sorry about that, bro. No, you're good. And I didn't even see your dog. I thought that was a pillow behind you. I was like, yeah. oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Montego, hanging out. Is this the dog that you've been uh, training? Yes. So, yeah, yeah when we were for the people that don't know when we were trying to schedule this, you know, I was like, how about Thursday? You're like, Thursdays are no good. I got dog training. So <laughs> is this a new addition to the family or are you just yeah. now training? He's a year and a half old and he's absolutely spectacular. He's our best friend. He's a child. Yeah. Um, training's going well. He's just uh, a really friendly guy. So when he sees other dogs, he's like, I gotta go see, I gotta go see. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, like- try to like calm that down a little bit. 
I hear you. But yeah, no, he's uh, a guy who can let off a leash and run around and walk around. He's not going anywhere. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, back to fish. Now that we've gone with, we've touched base on how you got into them, first show experiences, the bachelor party. Um, after all these years, do you find yourself having a favorite year of fish that you go back to? And everybody says this answer or several people have on a podcast, but Island tour is like the go-to every it's time. Hard. It's hard to beat, man. It's, it's, like, it's really good. It's just like this small sequential, like set of shows that is just flawless from top to bottom. And there's so much material in there. It's I pretty perfect. Love it. Yeah. And then that 03 show I mentioned, I love to death the 2018 from the bachelor party. I go back to all the time. And then there's like, certain songs I go back to a lot um like 2017 simple from chicago mm-hmm. i think that one's better than the one at baker's dozen okay. um another one would be like mr completely from tennessee in 21 i feel like that song is so overlooked as far i as remember that movie. happening but i don't i'm not familiar with it to be like oh yeah so i'll i'm gonna make a note to listen to that too and then New Year's 95, I listen to a lot. Oh, yeah. Love New Year's 95. Dude, it's, that's, that, I, I know I said the Island Tour is hard to beat, which, I mean, it is. It's it's great, but New Year's 95, like, and I think pretty much, pretty much everyone can ag- come oh, just, to an agreement that's like, this is the pinnacle. It's, of, yeah, one, like, I don't, if it's not Everest, it's K2. Like, it's right there. It's, it's just... Yeah. It it's the, yeah. It is the best, pound for pound, <laughs> it's the best yeah. fish show ever. Um, it's great. And so you kind of leaked into, like, favorite jams of all time. Do you have, like, a... Is it from New Year's 95? Or I'm talking, like, Desert Island. You can take one song with... Or one jam with you. That's so hard. I know. I don't know if I can answer this. Um, I'd probably be stupid and take like everything's right for my bachelor party just because there's so many memories attached to that. Well, that's not stupid. Like it's just, it's not one of these crazy, like great jams that like blows everybody's mind, but there's an attachment to it, like emotionally that cannot ever go away. Means something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. So you you mentioned earlier <laughs> that your wife is not so much into fish, and I'm sure that you've given your best effort of trying to <laughs> convince. So, what what song or jam would you play for someone that you're trying to lure into fish? It depends on the person. Everybody has that same answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so there's a lot of answers to that question. It's a great question. It's hard. I feel like for people that are into music, taking them to a show, because everybody has this view of fish that it's just some hippie band and they're not going to be into it and all that stuff. Right. And so if you take somebody to a show who actually does love music, they're just gone. They're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. This is amazing. And I Absolutely. will listen to it. It might not be my top, but yes, they're 
right on. It's great. I'm all in. Um, for my wife, she doesn't like fish at all. She likes stream cheese incident. So interesting to fuck with her a little bit. One day I put on Wee Groove and just blasted it in the house because it's like all this happy, good vibes, yeah. lights, melodic. And she's like, oh, this is cool. This is cheese, huh? And I was like, yeah. This is gotcha. <laughs> I just let her go and she liked it for a little while. And I was like, that was actually fish. I got you. There's yeah. one. I know you I like it. one for everybody. Yeah. That, but, me that is pretty interesting, though, because usually like whenever people are like, no, I'm not into fish. What they're really saying is like, I'm not into jam band music. Like, I don't like the noodling. I don't like where it goes. Like, I want a song and I want to end and I want to know what's coming. So it's interesting that she's into um, cheese, but not fish. I think it's because of going to shows. So I took her to that first fish show I went back to in 2015 and she came with me and I yelled at her for sitting down. <laughs> Probably wasn't a good thing. And... You know, fish, they don't have an opener. They just come out and they play. They don't have to say anything to the crowd. It's just like, this is a rock and roll band that's just going to blow your mind away. Yeah. Whereas you go to a cheese show, it's all like fairy dust, glitter, love. It's smaller. It's showing like red rocks. And she's interacts with the crowd the whole time. So she's way into that. She's like a reggae fan. So it's more of like a scene yeah, thing. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. And I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I mean, everyone has their own flavor, if you will. And the cheese, and I've never been to a cheese show. Um, cheese is one of those bands where um, I know a handful of songs. I couldn't yeah. be like, I couldn't hear a jam and be like, Oh, this is from whatever, whatever. Oh, three. Like yeah. I can't, I'm not like that, but I know, I know cheese when I hear it and I'm not, I'm never like, Oh, turn that off. I just kind of like, roll with it but it's never it's not one of those bands that i really like dove into like i did with with fish but i like cheese i like cheese and that's kind of like where yours started right yeah just free I mean, fish there's no fish going on so it was like yeah she's where it was panic or cheese and i don't like the way jb pretends to play guitar so cheese it was <laughs> oh he's he's starting the war right here. i will talk shit all day long <laughs> <laughs> dude and that's so funny like it's almost like because i it took me a while to understand this rivalry if you will between like fish fans and widespread fans my first interaction was in i was in college and there was this guy i won't say his name but there was this guy and he was like he we weren't really part of like the same group but mm -hmm. he we knew I found myself seeing him at gatherings pretty often and he was like a huge, like widespread guy. And for whatever reason, like I was the big fish guy and he just like kind of started this like rivalry type thing with me. And it was just immediately like, we didn't like each other. And I was like, what's your, what's your thing, man? Like what <laughs> is it literally just because I have on a fish shirt and you have on a widespread shirt. I was like, what is happening right now? And I, kind of like that was my first interaction with it i was like oh i guess this is like a bigger like rivalry thing because then i see people like widespread sucks and stuff like that i'm like are it's what is this so a football funny. team yeah <laughs> is this bedlam it's really like sports yeah yeah like, who's your team i just I, I don't know i think uh back in the early 2000s there was like 
Panic and Cheese and People Just Talk Shit on the other one. And they're both great bands. Like, I love both bands. Right. Um, I just like talking talk shit. shit. Like, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fun to people on. But I feel like there's like all these jam bands, and then there's like Fish is just on another level. And I think every, well, I say I think everyone can agree with that. Maybe they don't, but I feel like that's pretty much the hierarchy. It's like, yeah. Fish, I mean, and you can say like the dead fish. I mean, you can put them wherever you want, but everyone else, like, it's a different tier. Below. Yeah. Below. I'd probably take Goose okay. over Panic too, just to put it out there. <laughs> Dude, I will say um, I've started the process, if you will, of getting into Goose. I'm taking it in small doses, and I don't know the name of the song. I don't know. <clears throat> Actually, I do know because it was at Red Rocks pretty recently. It, it, it was either earlier this year or or last year. Um, I came across it on YouTube, and like I said, don't know the song, but there was one of their songs going into a jam to where like the guitar riff. I was like, dude, this is fucking sick, and I wish I'm sure I could go back and find it and see what the actual song is. But I, it felt to me I was like, oh, this is their tweezer. If you uh, fill in the blank, yeah. I, I was. It's like, this is one of their, like, go-to, like, boom, we're dropping this. People are happy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we got a tweezer or uh, whatever <laughs> their song names are, you know. Um, they might be. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'm You know, I'm coming along for the for the goose ride. I, I'm curious to see where they go, you know. This is great if you're, like, cleaning the house and just, like, got some background music on. It, like, maintains a good vibe. It doesn't yeah. get too dark. doesn't get too out there. It's not evil fish. Like, <laughs> right. just cook some dinner. Throw on some goose. Have a glass of wine. It's yeah. Great. And they are... Yeah. I will say this, that as far as jam bands go, um, they've got the best vocals. I mean, vocally, I mean. They're pretty fun, yeah. Who, I mean, who else can actually sing? <laughs> you know? And that's that. coming from like, I mean, yeah, they the dudes can sing. So they've got that going for them. Okay, enough of Goose. Um, <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's a fish song? jam that you're okay with never hearing again alaska i knew this yeah. question was coming yeah. i don't hate the song it's not a bad song it's just a, it's just like a song it's, <laughs> it's just, just a song <laughs> come or go it's not gonna do anything for me yeah but like, when it comes to like being at a show i feel like you listen to fish differently when you're just listening to it at home or like on a tour like listening to a tour or going through it or driving your car or like sitting down on the deck and just listening to the fish you listen mm -hmm. to music differently yeah at a show there's no bad song i feel like like i am setting my soul free i'm in a sea of love let it come i'm embracing every moment alaska i will embrace like tte i will try to embrace <laughs> Like everything is just, it's good. You just, you're there. Nothing else matters. Do what right. you're going to do. I'm just lucky to be here today. Right. Yeah. But at home, I'll pick it apart. Like, nope. Next one. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> um, what's, a, what's a song that you would like to see Fish cover? Mm. I don't know. Um, they haven't covered Collective Soul in a while. That would be cool. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun if they did like a country song, like some Waylon Jennings song, like Honky Tonk Hero or something. Let's just go. Like out of this world that nobody just saw coming. Like Willie. Yeah. yeah. I'm another, so down for that. I think another cool one would be uh, like if they did like a set. And this is only going to be from people that were in Oklahoma in the early 2000s going to college bars. But if you know who Hostie Duo is, I oh, yeah. feel like Hostie has some weird songs. Yeah. And Fish could just have so much fun with those songs with the way they're done. Yes. Like, robots in the future, all music will be made by robots. Like that shit would be hilarious. And they would just have so much fun with it. Dude, they would have a lot of fun with that. And it's so funny because Hostie, he's, I've always said, he's like the Les Claypool of Oklahoma. Like he's. Yeah. Like and even like if if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with Hostie, look him up and listen to just how his voice sounds and tell me it doesn't sound like Les Claypool or like it's, Primus, Country Primus. Country Primus. There's a kazoo. I mean, that's fucking yeah. rage, dude. Yeah, I that's feel like cool. that would be a fun band for them to cover, just because their oh, music yeah. really is so far out there, and you can take it deep if they wanted to jam because it's pretty simple. Like. Yeah. It would be good stuff, dude. They would go into like cover a hostie song, and everyone would be like looking around, except for like ten to twelve people that are at the show, and they would just be like, "Oh my god!" They'd be like, "What is this?" Everybody else is like, "We're getting another cast pop vax. This is crazy." <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. Did they write this. <laughs> Oklahoma breakdown comes on. Yeah, yeah. Be like, "What is this, the dude?" That's cool. I love that answer. Um, is there a song that you're? Ch- or actually, first. How many shows have you been to? Uh, I'm only in like the 20s. 20s? Yeah. Okay. So out of those 20s, what is a song that you've been chasing? Or are you chasing a song? Um, Not anymore. So, I mean, like, there's always those ones you never hear that you're chasing, like Mockingbird and Four Bins and all that shit. That would sure. Be awesome. So great to see. So much fun. Right. But... I hadn't seen Fluffhead until Dicks this year. So really? the Fluffhead at Dicks was great. And that was uh, like the night four was fantastic because we got early entry that night. So oh, we you were, were one. Okay, cool. Super close. Yeah. And just being right there with like the lights crashing down on my goddamn head. And then the Fluffhead. And it just like blows up. I'm just like, oh, it's happening. It's finally happening. <laughs> Dude. It's the greatest. Yeah. But that was the one. That's just, it's uh, one of my all time favorite songs, just out of any music. It's always a banger. It's great. It makes you so happy. Yeah. And so, yeah, getting that this year, I was just like, yeah, happy. This is good. You got Nothing it. That matters now. Dude, yeah. That's awesome. Fluffhead's a good one. Um, dude, and speaking of that night four, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. Go <laughs> <laughs> talk it. about it. Um, we all know the, um, the rules, if you will, about being at a fish show and being close. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be close, you're going in when the doors open, you're standing in line and you're going to be in the venue for a solid three hours mm-hmm. before the show starts, just so you can have that spot. Yeah. So I get it. I understand the rules. Um, but night four, um, me and my crew, 
you know, we're up in the stands and we go through the first set and I look at my buddy Gunner and I was like, dude, do you want to like, this is the last set of the last night. Like, do you want to just like go on the floor and like try to get close? I was like, I know some people down there. Like, let's just look, let's go for it. He's like, I'm down. So we start making our way. I'm trying to call Leonard. I'm like, yo, where are you at? Where are you at? You know, I'm taking pictures of like, hey, we're right here. And we get down there and dude, this is the closest I've, because I'm, I'm always hanging out in the back. This spot that you guys had locked down was like when the lights came down, like I could have thrown my beer can and oh, like yeah. hit the light. Like It was like insane. Like I was, I was beside myself and it's funny because on the way up there, I guess, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess everyone kind of like that front row crew, mm-hmm. I guess everyone kind of knows everyone. Yeah. Because on the way up, we got stopped a couple of times by a dude who's like, basically like, hey, I haven't seen you here tonight. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, dude, we got friends up here. He was like, you know, these people have been waiting here. Like, and I was like, dude, I get it. I'm on the internet. Like, I know, like, I'm not going to be standing in front of you. I promise. And we were just like getting stopped. And it was like, oh my God. I was like, dude, they're taking this serious. And you guys had a perfect spot. There was plenty of room and it, it blew me away, man. So thank you. You're welcome. It I'm was... not lying. I'm a tarp guy. I will go in there three hours early, bring my queen size bed sheet <laughs> and roll a tape and tape that shit down just so I have space for all my homies. Like that's what it is. And if you get an invite to come down, it's because there's space and you're yeah. welcome to come down there. Dude. Whoever says anything behind me and say whatever they want. But you got an invite to come down, come down. We have this space, it's manageable. Yeah. Right? It it was it was crazy. And it's so funny because that was my first experience being that close. And if you would have asked me before that experience, I would have been like, What's the, the tarps? I was like, get like what's the deal with the tarps? You know, that 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 would have been my take on it. But now since I've experienced that or have like the hookup <laughs> with that, I'm like <laughs> you know tarp whatever you know <laughs> it changes the game like, like i got in line every night for dicks i got there at like 2 30 3 o'clock and would wow. stand in line behind like 30 people my fanny pack and my little sheet inside my fanny pack hanging there and just drink beers in line you get to know everybody that's there and everybody like you get in through the gates and literally sprint down every day Everyone runs, lays everything down. <laughs> like I got, it was 20 yards back, probably the first three nights and had my space would hold it down. You make friends with all the people around you. So everybody knows who they are there that night and who right. you're by. And they all kind of like, like, Oh, okay. It's your friend. That's fine. Yeah. And that's how it is. But I swear to God, if you get behind that little bubble, you're just like this all night. And this show is not the same, but Dude. up there you got three feet of dancing space to yourself the lights are fantastic you can see everything that's happening on stage and you just we talked about tunnel vision when it comes to the listening to music earlier uh-huh. like, i feel like when you're down there this show experience is different like you don't see any of the mess you're just it in is dude it's in the zone it's the best thing ever and you use the term bubble like that is a perfect way to describe it because like even like when you're watching like the show, like on a webcast or whatever, you it'll show like the crowd, and you're like, dude, that shit's not crowded at all. Like, there everybody has plenty of room, 
but literally like you get to what would you say like 50 ish rows back yeah and it's like it's like you it's like this yeah. force field of like i don't know it's it's the weirdest thing i've it's only at fish have i ever seen that and it's the only insane. place i've ever seen it but it makes all the difference in the world for enjoying the show it really does because i was surprised at like how much room there was and i was like oh my god i was like i'm in the bubble right now <laughs> it's like i'm in it it's like when you get like accepted like by like the cool crew you know and you're like i'm in the cool kid i'm like yeah losers <laughs> i can dance and enjoy it this is amazing but yeah no thank you um for for letting us come down it was it was special and the and they um i don't know if you saw this they released um the fuego like the official on fish's youtube yeah and that was during the set that we were down there so i was like watching it and i was like telling my girlfriend like yo we were like right here and i'm like pausing it like trying to see if i can <laughs> see us and stuff and i was like that might be me right there it could be yeah, it it's could be yeah one. yeah but um i was wanting them to release more from that second set because i couldn't really like find a spot where i was like boom yeah. There's me right there, like the ego, right? It's like I'm watching yeah, a fish oh, yeah. <laughs> to like, see that's myself. Me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I remember I was, uh, we did cheese at Stubbs back in like 05 or 06. Oh, that's and cool. it was front row. And I remember like they had a photo of the show on their website where you could download the shows. And it was literally like me, like front and center with my long hair and like <laughs> bandana on, like. Austin, listen to this show. I'm on it. Like I'm right there. I'm enjoying the show. You're listening to this. This guy's enjoying it. <laughs> I was there. Um, so I like to to close these out with with just favorite memories from going to shows. It could be at a show. It could be on the way to the show. It could be in the lot before the show. What are some of those you know memories that stick out or fun stories where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. There's so many fun stories. Of course. Um, most recently, the funniest thing that I can remember happening was, and you just got to like think of the imagery of the situation. So it was night two at Dick's this year when the lightning storm hit. Yeah. And I timed everything perfectly that night to have my party favors kick in for this awesome lightning storm to be herded off the floor by security guards in a row. Uh. I, th I think and a lot we were, of people were in your same yeah, <laughs> shoes. It was ridiculous. And we are literally like front row, right by the rope, as they're hurting us off. And me and my buddy Kyle are like, we're not leaving. We're not leaving. And so we're literally just walking side to side along the rope as it keeps going back. Next thing I know, we're like up at the top. <laughs> like the show is closing everything down. Da, 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 da. It's starting to rain. And then all of a sudden we're outside of the show and it's like me and three or four other buddies. And I got this one friend who for some reason is like the most athletic friend I've had. And he's got dreadlocks now. He's one of those people that when you watch him run, he doesn't look like he's running, but he's faster than everybody else around him. <laughs> and so we get out of the show and tank dude's right there. He's panicking got a wad of balloons he looks over at my buddy with the dreads like take these he grabs them and then we're getting pelted by like sideways rain running across dick's lot following a 
dreaded gazelle with a wad of balloons in his hand out to this van. We get to the van. We're hanging out. We're waiting for the van driver to get there so we can just get in and get dry. He gets out there. He's all pissed. He's like, I'm going home. I'm going home. So we all climb in the van just to, like, not leave. Like, let's just wait. Let's just wait. He's like, no, no, no. So we go back. We're, like, driving out. And Leonard looks over at me, and he's like, are we really leaving a fish show right now, Oshel? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we should do this. And then Casey, my buddy, chimes in the back, and he's like, if they come back, we'll just come right back to the show. So we drive off. We're pulling into my buddy's house in Westminster. And typically, this is like a 45-minute drive to get there in Denver traffic from Dick's to the house. And, but it's, you know, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night or whatever. There's not much traffic on the way there. We're pulling in. I'm talking to my buddy who's still at the show. And he's like, they are uncovering the instruments right now. Things are changing. Stay in contact. It's like a military phone call. (laughs) Everybody in the back is like, are the band members out there? Johnny, are the band members out there? I do not see any band members at this moment. (laughs) Stay updated. I will post you soon. Yeah. You run in, like change clothes really quick. Johnny calls, band members are coming back out right now. So we (sighs) jump in the car and I'm just like literally vibrating with love at this point and taking in all the light. (laughs) Right. Ready, buddy, hops in the driver's seat. And I swear to God, we're just hauling ass back to Dick's. We hit every green light. I'm just like this. Buddy calls, Karini's coming on, Karini's coming on. We wheel into the Dick's lot, past all the cones, right up to the VIP, wheel in, park sideways. We all sprint down into the show, run right past security. I think they were just kind of letting people back in. Right. And then we run down to the floor. And I just, I split up with everybody. I'm like, I'm going back to my spot. It's where we were. It's like, great spot. We got one buddy down there at least. And I see security's like looking at wristbands. I had given my wristband away at this point to somebody else. Oh. And I'm just like, fuck this. And I just sprint through the security. And the key to doing that is like, you go straight for a little bit, then cut a direction, then cut back another direction. They gave two shits. Yeah. I run up. I get up towards the front. Karini's ending. Yem comes on. I just like start enjoying Yem. I'm like, I know I'm in the right area. Where are my friends? What is going on? And as I'm running up, like I cross paths with Casey and he's like, you see everybody? I'm like, no, do you? He's like, no, they're around here somewhere. All right. <laughs> so we, you know, I just start going. I mean, Yem comes on I'm like, fuck it. I'm here. I'm right I'm here. Where it's at. Yeah. I'm like enjoying Yem. And then I look back and there's this dude there that night, shaved head. And he had little like, sparkly beads taped onto his head like oh. every other inch all his whole head is this like beaded glow-in-the-dark little weird thing i'm like we were right by that guy earlier we were right by that guy earlier the jam starts to kick in so i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna walk right over there a little bit it's like 10 yards to my right i get right past him and i see my buddy who's standing there in his mets jersey who didn't leave the show and held down the spot the whole time and then i see everybody else start to show up and we just all go back to normal like nothing had happened. But it was the most weird sequence of events like of my life. Apparently, Leonard like tried to come down. They stopped him because he didn't have a wristband, wouldn't let him in. And he's like walking around. And the guy like literally stops him, I guess. And he's like, go back up to the top. You're not watching the show from here. Mm-hmm. So he walks up the steps a little bit, comes back down. He's like, fuck this. Walks past them, just hops the fence, runs up there himself. The best thing about this whole thing is the guy who held down the spot wearing his Mets jersey. That was his first fish show. 
And I had talked him into going. <laughs> and he like showed up, came, like didn't know anybody but me, and just became best friends with all my friends during like hanging out before the show and all that stuff. But he's literally the only one that like manned up, held down the wow. fort, and was still there. And everybody found the spot because he was standing there with the Mets jersey on. And we're like, this is great. MVP. He just, yeah. Completely like maintained it, held down, like was a soldier. We were yeah. all bitches doing gas in a lot, like idiots. Dude. Like the best part is you're, like you're mid-30s doing the wookiest shit ever. Right. And then coming back and you're like, my young stuff is still part of me. Like this is good. It makes me I'm okay with it. it yeah. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. You can't take the uh what's what's the saying? You can take the take the boy out of the country but you can't take the country out of the boy or whatever no, it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude that's insane i would like just hearing you tell that story because leonard was giving me like the cliff notes of that like how you guys were like leaving and i was like dude my stomach would have like just dropped like if you're like pulling out and then like you're like you said 45 minutes away and your homie's like yo karini's starting i would have just been like <laughs> oh we were dying. It was so funny too. I think we made it back in like 18 minutes because there's no traffic at that time. And I just hauling ass, <laughs> buddy's driving, and he throws on like biscuits and it's this crazy biscuits jam. So like everything is just blasting in your face. And you're like, yeah. we're going back to fish. <laughs> like just mission, like go. Like, yeah, dude. No fucks given. This is happening. We're getting down. We got back, got to enjoy the whole show. It was fantastic. Missed the naked dude in the boots, unfortunately, but it was weird, man. Like yeah. we like that same night, we were in the stands, but we weren't under like the pavilion part. So like we're exposed. And right before it started raining, like we kind of moved over and had a perfect spot to like weather the storm mm -hmm. and didn't get wet, didn't do anything. And we see start seeing this guy, like there's multiple people like running down and like people are cheering and stuff and then i wasn't really paying attention and one of my buddies was like yo there's a naked dude down there and i'm like what <laughs> sure enough dude i was like oh this poor bastard's about to go to jail dude <laughs> there's a few times where he like touched himself too I, like oh, not no. not sexually i think yeah. he was just like you know we adjusting yeah adjusting <laughs> i was like man this dude is about to get ruined for life but he made the um he was there the next out. night. Huh? He yeah. was there the next night. Yeah, I guess he didn't go to jail. And he even made the uh, the Walfredo. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. It's called Where's Walfredo. And it's this um, basically like Where's Waldo, but it's like a big thing of like all the fish people and like the community. And it's just yeah. like that. And he made it onto that. Like the dude drew him in. And it's just this naked dude standing there with a little rain cloud over him. It's like right on, man. Yeah, fantastic. I didn't even know that they had changed the uh, the lyrics in Karini yeah. until I saw it in the show notes. And I was like, oh, wicked. That was like, They're so on top history. of it all the time. They're so good at just the last minute adjustments and like taking in what's going on with the crowd. Oh, I know. Was, and that, uh, that Friday, that set list was like, boom, 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 boom. Like, oh, yeah. Reba, fucking everything, dude. Yeah. It's like, this is Julius perfect. was so much fun. Like, and then I don't, the energy was just, so, I don't know. It, I think it, that lightning storm transformed the show for the next two nights. Because night three, the show was spectacular. It was like, uh, it was like watching a no-hitter. 
Like there is no end of deep jams. There was like great micro jams. Like the walls of the cave was fucking fire. Was that the first time that they had jammed that? I don't know. I don't think it was the first time, but like the way they did it was so good. It felt different to me. I was like, this seems like a, a one of one. Yeah. Like I just remember thinking that when that happened. That walls of the cave was sick. But like every song that night, you're just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm in it. I'm in it. Like they just maintain this perfect energy level all the way across. And like, I think a great example of that for me is like Santos is a fun song. Like I, mm-hmm. it's a fun song. It's, it's in my opinion, like the bouncing around the room of this era. This, yeah. And I feel like it's used a lot to be a fish critic and talk shit about how I want fish to play music. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here for. It's used to like bring energy up a lot. I feel like, Mm-hmm. And in that moment, to open second set with it, after that bug to close the first set, it was like, we're just maintaining. Like, they're just keeping it going. And it was perfect location. Like, everything that night was perfect location. So much fun to watch. Um, but, like, it's, if you go back over the tour, like, the free from Cuyahoga or that Leafs that was in, uh, I can't remember where that was at, but the Leafs over the summer was amazing. Like, there was no, like, complex crazy jams. But that night, too, if you were there, that energy was just unmatched. And it's and it's hard to describe. Like the yeah. energy is huge. It was it was electric. It was that was a really fun run, man. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect with it being the first year they've done four nights. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, like because I started like getting super excited. I was like, oh, one night they're gonna do like a special set of something, you know. And then I started like getting dark with it, and I was like, oh my god, like what if the fourth one like they're like saying like hey we're done you know like I was, and in my mind was going <laughs> everywhere like i was like holy shit and whenever they started talking um what was his name paul their manager that yeah. was his last show yeah yeah i was like whenever they whenever trey started like talking i was like holy shit they're fucking they're saying they're done i was like immediately i was about to start crying oh and my he, gosh <laughs> i was that's where my head was at because i'd already had that thought you know going into the yeah. weekend and when Trey started talking, I was like, holy shit, dude, they're fucking done. They're done. They're done. Yeah. And then I, as soon as he said Paul or whatever, the dude went, I was like, woo. I was like, oh, my God. Relief just kicks in. Yeah. I was like, the weight just, I was like, oh, my God, dude. That's a heavy thing to carry with you, right? <laughs> glad my head wasn't bad. That would have been awful. I, I know. But I was so relieved. I was like, thank God, dude. But, yeah, it was a, it was a really fun run. And that was the second time, like, I'm not going to take blame or responsibility for the weather, but that was the second show this year that Oh yeah. I was at the uh, DTE or Pine Knob and same thing happened. And then it started happening at Dick's and I was like, holy shit. It's like, am I the person that's bringing this <laughs> rain to all these shows? I was like, holy shit. But yeah, I got robbed twice this year. Got robbed from two full sets of fish. Jesus. That's crazy. I know. Oh, well. I feel like night three was going to go into like the acronym dicks like everybody talks about. Like I think it was going there and I think they probably didn't was because they played late on night two. Yeah. And took the fine. Well, on I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, I know Leonard did and I'm sure he's talked about it. But Encore night four. Yeah. Came, is what, that what you're talking about? Like, yeah. 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 And it, and I was like, that's a, that's a dick tease is what that is. Like, that's their, that's the joke. 
you kind of get it if you go character zero, like CZ. You get digs. Yeah. <laughs> adjust it a little bit. Yeah, yeah make it work. <laughs> Dude. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. Taylor, thank you for taking the time. I'm glad yeah. I finally got you on, man. Um, and I can't wait to uh, to kick it at Dick's next year. Definitely. Next year, it might be a five five show. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It'll be a week long, dude. Um, but yeah, thank you. And once again, thank you for letting us into the bubble. I'm forever grateful for getting to experience fish Anytime. that close. Um, and we'll see. I'm, we're in the group text, so I'm sure yeah. I'll be talking to you soon, man. Yeah. Thanks for your <laughs> and, podcast and doing what you do. I love just hearing the stories from different people. And all it's the fun, watching. right? It's great. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And you've, you've been a supporter since day one. So thank you. Um, and hang out. Um, I'm going to stop the recording and we'll talk logistics. Cool.